Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Jocker's Functional Nutrition Podcast, the show designed to give you science-based solutions to improve your health and life. I'm Dr. David Jockers, doctor of natural medicine and creator of drjockers.com, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm here to tell you that your body was created to heal itself, and on this show, we focus on strategies you can apply today to heal and function at your best. Thanks for spending time with me, and let's go into the show. This podcast has been brought to you by Paleo Valley. They are one of my favorite companies because their products are super pure, full of incredible ingredients. And I want to tell you about their meat sticks. They have 100% grass-fed beef, pasture-raised turkey meat sticks that my family and I love. My kids love these because they have tons of flavor, they're completely free of carbs and sugar, and they have probiotics in them as well. So they're great for your gut, great for supporting your appetite, your satiety levels. They help you uh, feel satiated, and they help you burn fat for fuel. They're gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, GMO-free, and preservative-free. So they are the top of the line. They've got some great flavors that you will absolutely love. And now you can use my coupon code, Jockers, just my last name, J-O-C-K-E-R-S, to get 15% off your order today. Simply go to their website, paleovalley.com, and enter Jockers at checkout, and you'll receive 15% off your entire purchase. The link and discount code are also available in the show notes of today's episode. Once you try these meat sticks, you won't be able to get enough. I mean, my kids love these, my family loves these, and I know you will as well. So try them out, Paleo Valley, and I know you're gonna love them. This podcast is an audio recording of one of my most popular YouTube videos on post-viral syndrome. So many people are out there dealing with this, and I'm gonna go through the symptoms. I'm also gonna go through what happens to your mitochondria, how they actually go into a cell danger response, and this is just a natural response that the body undertakes in order to heal and function better. But however, when we don't reduce our toxic load, when we don't reduce our viral load, then we end up stuck in the cell danger response. And I go through a healing protocol in this podcast to help you break free from that cell danger response, get your energy and your health and your brain back. So you guys are going to love this content. And if you know anybody that's out there that's dealing with post-viral syndrome, please share this podcast. It could literally change and save their lives. And if you haven't left us a review, now is the time to do that. Just go down to the bottom of Apple iTunes, leave us a five-star review. When you do that, you help us reach more people and impact more lives. Thanks so much for doing that. Thank you for being a part of our community. And let's go into the show. Today, we're talking about post-viral syndrome, the main symptoms and a healing protocol. And so when we think about post-viral syndrome, obviously we've heard a lot about this in, in the case of long haulers COVID, right? People that had COVID and never quite got back to where they should be before, you know, before they had the infection. And that's really what post-viral syndrome is. It's a condition where the individual experiences a viral infection and never recovers to their previous level of health and quality of life from before the infection. And this can take place with the flu. It can take place with Epstein-Barr. In fact, it's really common. You know, there's a lot of conditions out there, fibromyalgia, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, where there may be a link, right? And in a lot of cases, there's a link between somebody getting a mononucleosis where they have a, a pretty severe acute uh, infection with Epstein-Barr 
And then later on, you know, they never fully recover. They develop post-viral syndrome. And later on, they have issues with um, autoimmune thyroid or fibromyalgia or some sort of a, a pretty debilitating condition like that. And so the most common symptoms of post-viral syndrome that people are experiencing, particularly when it comes to long haulers COVID, which is going to be my main area of focus, but you know, really this, all this information very much applies to long haulers syndrome with other viruses. Again, Epstein-Barr, the flu, herpes is another one. So we think about brain fog, fatigue, headache, sleep disturbance, dizziness, and breathing difficulties as the most common symptoms people are dealing with with long haulers COVID syndrome. And whenever we're thinking about a virus or viral infection, we lump that in a category of biotoxins, which are hazardous organic substances that can cause significant damage to the human body. These compounds are produced by living organisms. So you know, we think about bacteria, for example, they're producing endotoxins. You've heard of things like Lyme disease. They produce, you know, pretty, pretty bad endotoxins that drive up inflammation in the body. You think about mold, mold produces mycotoxins, you know, candida and different fungus will produce, you know, a number of different toxins, right? Um, and when they produce those toxins, they are driving up inflammation in the body. And so viruses, they don't necessarily produce the toxins, but what they do is they hijack the cellular equipment and they start replicating within the cell. And then that drives up all the inflammatory processes in the body. So cytokines go up, all the inflammatory processes ramp up inside of our body, and it just drives up that inflammation. And so ultimately, unless we get that under control and really balance the immune system, we can end up with a debilitating disease. And the main mechanisms that are involved with the development of long COVID are these things. And, and according to the majority of studies, roughly 25 to 30% of people who had symptomatic COVID-19 experience one or more symptoms of long COVID at least one month after having the infection. And these are the pathological characteristics, dysfunctional cell metabolism. We're going to talk about that the cell defense response. So when the cell feels threatened, it goes in defense mode and it shuts down mitochondrial energy production. So the mitochondria become hypometabolic. They're not able to produce enough energy. They actually become pro-oxidative. So they drive up oxidative stress. And that's meant to be an acute, you know, just a, a short-term situation, but it can turn long-term if we don't get things under control. For a lot of these people with long COVID, they have persistent reservoirs of SARS-CoV-2. So they actually have this virus oftentimes in their gut, just kind of a continual reservoir because they have gut dysbiosis and they're not able to keep the immune system. You know, your gut, your, your, your gut microbiome and your gut mucosa are the main interface, right? And really all your mucosa, like in your skin, um, you know, your nasal passages. So your, your mucosa is kind of the main interface between the environment, the external environment, and your body's immune response. And sometimes there's just persistent reservoirs where this COVID 2 will, will hang out, oftentimes in the gut. So you'll test positive, I'm sorry, you'll test negative because they're checking like a nasal swab. However, you may still have reservoirs in your gut because your gut microbiome and your, mic and your mucosa, the immune response is, is not functioning the way that it should. It's not keeping it under control. And so it can continue to uh, cause more problems, cause more immune dysregulation, more inflammation. 
There can be a reactivation of different pathogens. So other pathogens, oftentimes, you know, for a lot of people, they had kind of an underlying, maybe Epstein-Barr issue, or um, they had, you know, parasites, things like that, that got reactivated when they developed, uh, you know, SARS-CoV-2, when they, when they were exposed to that, when they, when they developed COVID, they reactivated other pathogens. And there can also be autoimmunity due to molecular mimicry. And this is what oftentimes happens with, for example, Epstein-Barr, which one of the reservoirs for Epstein-Barr can be the thyroid gland. It has a great affinity for the thyroid gland. And then the immune system oftentimes will start to attack the thyroid gland because you know it believes Epstein-Barr is in there. Um, and so it's attacking thyroid gland, thyroid tissue, destroying thyroid tissue, and we can develop Hashimoto's thyroiditis. So that's, you know, just one way that there is this molecular mimicry. Also, you know, people with gluten intolerance or gluten sensitivities will develop molecular mimicry as well. People with celiac, things like that. And that is when the body sees gluten proteins where it really it, it, it thinks it, it drives an inflammatory response. It creates antibodies to the gluten or gliadin uh, proteins, and it it believes that certain tissues, right? Like in the case of celiac, the villi in the small intestine are the same thing as gluten, right? So it, it, it doesn't differentiate and that's called molecular mimicry and it will attack that. Or in the case of Hashimoto's, it will attack the thyroid gland or in rheumatoid arthritis, it will attack joint capsules. So that's kind of the example of molecular mimicry and how that works and how the body confuses these different proteins that look very, very similar. And that comes from an immune dysregulation. You know, a, a very regulated and healthy immune response is kind of like playing darts and you've got the bullseye, you know, you've got your dartboard and you're trying to do your best to get it in that bullseye, but you're at least getting it close, right? And sometimes you're getting it right in there. And that's kind of when you when you're able to see well and you're able to play dart, you have good eye-hand coordination, you you do pretty well in darts. But if you were to play darts with a blindfold on and you're just slinging the dart, you're going to hit the wall. You're going to cause a lot of collateral damage to the wall. You're probably very rarely going to even hit the target. Uh, much less the bullseye, and you're going to cause a lot of damage to the surrounding structures. And that's kind of what happens when the immune system is dysregulated and biotoxic illness or viral or bacterial or different pathogens that, um, you know, drive up in the inflammatory response can really can cause this immune dysregulation as well as, you know, different deficiencies, vitamin D deficiency, zinc deficiency, a lot of these types of things. Um, insulin sense insulin resistance, right? If you're insulin resistant, you're overweight, you are driving up more cytokines coming out of your fat cells, and uh, you are causing more of this sort of immune dysregulation and your inability to really function well from an immune response. And so one of the mechanisms is the cytokine storm. And so we know that, you know, when your normal immune system is triggered, the macrophages and dendritic cells, which are really supportive for the macrophages, they release cytokine signals, which are little immune uh, messengers that drive up an inflammatory reaction. So they tell the lymphocytes to go and create inflammation, and that you know would naturally destroy various cells, like CoV two infected cells or you know flu infected cells or whatever viral condition you're dealing with. There, um, inflammatory markers go up. The lymphocytes damaged, you know, the lymphocytes become damaged now because the inflammatory markers are up, 
they release even more cytokines, right? So, you know, these immune cells are constantly undergoing damage. This is why they need a lot of glutathione, a lot of vitamin C. They uptake a lot of that because they're dealing with a lot of this oxidative stress as they are trying to destroy pathogens. And then the immune response cycles out of control. So it should be regulated, right? But but with cytokine storm, it will it will go out of control and it will just the inflammatory process will continue to increase and it will start to destroy healthy cells, leading to acute lung damage. Right. In the case of COVID, oftentimes it will break the epithelial lining of the lungs and allow bacteria now to go in. Right. And so whenever I think of viruses, viruses don't actually want to kill their host. Viruses want to keep the host alive, just weaken the immune system and allow themselves to continue to propagate. They need a, a, a living cell in order to continue to propagate and reproduce themselves. Whereas bacteria, bacteria's job is to break down decaying matter. So bacteria will seep in to the broken down endothelial linings and get into the blood, blood system and uh, you know cause chronic disease, pneumonia, meningitis, different things like that. So when we look at the research for, for COVID long hauler syndrome, a survey of 1,567 long haulers, the most common symptoms experienced were fatigue was 100%. So all these long haulers were dealing with fatigue, muscle or body aches were 68.8%, shortness of breath, 65%, difficulty concentrating, 59%, inability to exercise, 58.5%, headaches, 57.6%, trouble sleeping, 49.9%, anxiety, 47.6%. So, you know, that trouble sleeping, headaches, anxiety, memory problems as well, 45.6% and dizziness, 41.9% is telling us, you know, along with the difficulty concentrating, a lot of inflammation affecting the brain. So a lot of neurological inflammation taking place there. Now, the cell danger response, I mentioned this earlier, and this is a natural process in which our mitochondria protect and defend themselves and our bodies from threats such as infections, toxins, physical and psychological trauma, and other environmental stressors. So when we have an overload or our toxic bucket, right, our um, pathogen load or our toxic bucket or our stress uh, capacity is overwhelmed, then the cell actually changes what it's what it's trying to do. So it stops producing lots of energy and actually starts producing a lot of free radicals, and that's this this state of uh, pro oxidation or cell defense. And so the mitochondria are well known for their production of cellular energy, but in the cell defense uh, response, it sees mitochondria as, as having a dual role. So they're energy sensors and cell defense agents. Under CDR, the mitochondria turn down energy production and increase oxidative activity like I was talking about. So... Again, a healthy cell, they're producing optimal energy for homeostasis and they buffer oxidative stress. When the cell goes into defense mode, they become hypometabolic and they produce lots of oxidative stress. So when you feel fatigued and inflamed, kind of like in the acute phase when you developed COVID or, or the flu, um, you felt very fatigued, very inflamed, right? You feel really awful. And that's a purposeful response from the mitochondria to protect cells and tissues from the body due to infections, toxins, chemicals, and trauma. The issue is when that lasts, when that persists, it should be for a short period of time to help stop the virus, stop the pathogens, 
minimize the toxins, the trauma, whatever it is, and get back to a place where we can heal and repair. And now the mitochondria become healthy and they start turning up energy production. However, with you know long hauler syndrome, we're not able to do that. And so here are the main risk factors for post-viral syndrome. So having these conditions before you develop the, you get the virus, before you get the infection, makes you a much higher likelihood of developing post-viral syndrome. If you're obese, because obesity is associated with chronic inflammation, and obviously obesity is associated with insulin resistance, so your body's not responding to insulin, you're not driving down blood sugar well, you're, you're, you're spouting out tons of cytokines already, the visceral fat itself, is constantly spewing out inflammatory compounds called cytokines. So you are, it's, it's like, you know, gasoline on a fire. So the fire is already burning, you know, or you have like a gas leak, for example, right? So this is kind of the gas leak. And then you just hit the, you hit a flame, right? In, in a room that's full of gas and what happens? Boom, it just explodes. And that's kind of what happens here when somebody already has these pre-existing conditions like obesity and insulin resistance, high blood pressure, maybe an autoimmune disease, um, COPD or lung issues, diabetes, obviously that's insulin resistance, heart disease. Um, if they are smoking regularly or they have an alcohol addiction or a weakened immune response for some reason, maybe they had chemotherapy or something like that, that is like a gaslit room. And now all you do is you spark a, a flame and boom, it just explodes. And that's kind of what happens here. And these people had a lot more trouble regulating that cytokine storm, that inflammatory response. Now, all those conditions, and then also vitamin D. If you were vitamin D deficient, tons of research out there. I've done several videos and podcasts on vitamin D, but it's you know perhaps the most important marker to look at that along with like your fasting insulin levels, your, your hemoglobin A1C, when it comes to your risk of developing long COVID, if your vitamin D was under 20 nanograms per milliliter, you were significantly more likely to develop uh, a more severe reaction when you develop when you had COVID and then to develop long hauler syndrome. If it was up over 30, it was much lower. And you know, there's a hypothesis that if it was up over 50 nanograms per milliliter, that you more than likely would have. Um, mild to moderate symptoms with COVID. So not severe, you wouldn't get into that category. Um, you would have a high likelihood of only having a mild to moderate condition and then no long hauler syndrome. So optimizing vitamin D super important. You know, we know from the research that vitamin D deficiency under 30 nanograms per milliliter is associated with chronic pain. It's associated with mood issues, um, depression, it's associated with trouble sleeping, high blood pressure, muscle weakness, decreased endurance, right? So your aerobic capacity, so your ability to get oxygen into the, the tissues and produce really good uh, energy in your mitochondria goes down. Uh, we know vitamin D plays a role with bones, so stress fractures um, and different fractures and weakened bones are associated with vitamin D deficiency for, for children, learning disorders, and of course, frequent illness, right? So people that get with vitamin D deficiency tend to get colds and flus more often. So um, there's even research that showed that the transmissibility of COVID was significantly higher if you're vitamin D deficient. So your chance of actually getting the infection, right? Getting, uh, taking on enough of the virus was a lot higher when you're vitamin D deficient because vitamin D helps modulate the immune system. So we talked about 
playing darts with the blindfold on, vitamin D is like taking the blindfold off. When you're vitamin D deficient, you're bl you are blindfolded trying to play darts. You get vitamin D sufficient, now you've got the blindfold off. So vitamin D is super critical here. And then zinc. Zinc is really important for shutting down viral replication. And so some zinc deficiency symptoms, spots on fingernails, you know, the, the loss of smell, loss of taste that a lot of people are, are experiencing um, can be related to zinc. Zinc also plays a role with skin health. So a lot of people zinc deficient develop rashes and eczema. Um, it plays a big role with hormones, right? And just your overall immune response. So you're at a much li greater likelihood of having upper respiratory symptoms, sinus problems, allergies, things like that. If you are zinc deficient, uh, plays a big role again with hormones. So libido, fertility plays a really big role with those things. In fact, that's one of the, the, the most important things you can do if you're infertile is, is supplement zinc. I've seen that work over and over for people. Uh, people that are supplementing with a good quality zinc will, uh, and, and they optimize their zinc, their, their copper to zinc ratios and their zinc levels oftentimes become very fertile. Um, also for preventing different types of cancers, particularly breast and prostate cancer. So zinc, super critical. Zinc kind of packs the punch, right? So, um, you know, it really gives you a, a good clout, a good strong immune response that allows you to knock out the virus. And so, you know, if you're dealing with long COVID, zinc is super important to look at. And then magnesium, you know, a lot of these kind of neurological conditions, when we're under stress, we're depleting magnesium. So magnesium is to the body what oil is to a car. So the more we're using our body, the more magnesium we're running through and the more stress our body is under, the more magnesium we're depleting. So these three nutrients are critical when it comes to helping somebody overcome long hauler syndrome, uh, magnesium, zinc, vitamin D for sure. Now let's talk about some other strategies and I'm going to go through nutrients and supplements that I recommend, but First thing is really get your diet down. So I recommend 30 to 40 grams of protein per meal, eating your meals in a condensed eating window, a six, eight hour eating window, two to three meals a day, right? You want to do that intermittent fasting where you're fasting for roughly 14, 16, 18 hours overnight. So you, you finish dinner at, let's say 7 PM. You don't eat again until 11 AM the next day or 12 PM or something like that. You eat two to three meals, no snacks, two to three meals in a six to eight hour eating window. And you're prioritizing protein and fats. So you want 30 to maybe up to 50 grams of protein. Now, if you're dealing with long haulers, you're probably not lifting weights. You probably don't need that much protein, probably more like 30 grams of protein, about 30 grams of fat or so uh, in each meal. And then, you know, you load it up with your non-starchy veggies, your herbs like turmeric, ginger, basil, oregano, thyme, different things like that. You know, your fats, you're going to get that from your avocados, your extra virgin olive oil, really high polyphenol count, extra virgin olive oil. I really like fresh pressed olive oil, amazing brand, um, that the, the compounds that are in there, the oleocanthals, really great for the immune system. So using that low glycemic fruit, lemons, limes, berries, drinking green tea or ginger tea or something like that uh, on a regular basis, super helpful for your immune response. Getting a lot of garlic, onions, and chives, the sulfur compounds in there, so good for the immune system. Getting wild caught fish, so you get your omega-3s, powerful, really good for your body, grass-fed, pasture-raised, pasture 
uh, animal products. So good. You got your omega-3s, conjugated linoleic acid in there. You've got fat-soluble nutrients, a lot of powerful compounds, carnosine, carnitine. I just wanted to interrupt this podcast to let you know that if you are a coffee drinker, I have some critical information you need to know. You see, coffee is the number one source of antioxidants people are consuming all around the world. It's rich in chlorogenic and caffeic acid, which are polyphenols that stabilize your blood sugar, support gut health and improve your brain. And they also stimulate autophagy and deep cellular healing. So coffee has many amazing health benefits, but there's a dark side to coffee. It often carries mold, dangerous mycotoxins, and is heavily sprayed with pesticides that lead to chronic disease. It's also acidic, causing stomach issues, and many have to stop drinking coffee as they get older because it irritates their stomach lining. That's why I started drinking Life Boost Coffee. I wanted something that had all the health benefits with none of the mold and chemicals found in regular coffee. Plus, it's a shade-grown coffee, which is naturally a low-acid coffee that doesn't hurt my stomach. And they have hundreds of testimonials of people who couldn't stomach traditional coffee, who can now enjoy coffee on a daily basis without any digestive discomfort. They also third-party test for 450-plus toxins, including mycotoxins, molds, heavy metals, pesticides, and even glyphosate, just to make sure it's the cleanest, healthiest cup they can provide to their customers. I also really like these guys because they build schools for their farmers' children near the coffee farms where they harvest their, their coffee beans. And their corporate sponsors are the Rainforest Trust to prevent deforestation and protect wildlife. They really care about the environment. And because you're listening to my podcast right now, you can get 50% off your first order by going to www.lifeboostdeal.com dot com that's lifeboostdeal.com they are again shade grown low acid clean and free of toxins and they taste amazing just go to lifeboostdeal.com to get 50% off now i just want to interrupt this podcast to tell you about the importance of vitamin c we know vitamin c is a critical immune boosting nutrient that most people are deficient in but did you know that vitamin c is also a very important nutrient for anti-aging. You see, vitamin C is the glue that holds collagen together in your body. Collagen is what makes up your skin, your hair, your nails, your gut lining. If your collagen is weak because you're deficient in vitamin C, then you're gonna end up with saggy skin. You're gonna end up with more cellulite. You're gonna end up with a weak immune system. You're gonna end up with age spots on your skin. You're gonna end up with more inflammation in your body from leaky gut. And so vitamin C is really critical, but here's the thing. Not all vitamin C supplements are created equal. Most of them are not very bioavailable and they simply pass through your digestive system, creating expensive urine. However, our friends over at Purality Health have a patented formula that I'm really excited about, and it utilizes something called micell liposomal technology, which delivers the nutrients into your bloodstream, and it's proven to be 800% more efficient at delivering these nutrients than your standard supplements. So if your skin is looking older than you, and the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, age spots, sagging skin, and otherwise old-looking skin frustrates you, 
then give Purality Health's MyCell Liposomal Vitamin C a try. It's backed by a 180-day money-back guarantee, so you really have nothing to lose. You can get your money back if for some reason it doesn't work for you. And today, we have a 30% off coupon just for you. Just visit PurityHealth.com and use the coupon DRJ to access 30% off your purchase today. Again, 180-day money-back guarantee. Just go to PurityHealth.com. Use the coupon code DRJ, just all one word, DRJ, to access 30% off your purchase today. What you definitely want to avoid are your pro-inflammatory foods. So you got to change your diet, get the inflammation down, get rid of all your seed oils, your corn, safflower, sunflower, soybean oil, cottonseed oil, canola, get rid of all that. Get rid of your deep fried foods, your grain fed meats, fast food, soda pop, your grains, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Got to go. You got to get the inflammatory foods out, do intermittent fasting, get your meals in that two to three, you know, two to three meals in a six to eight hour eating window, somewhere around there. Uh, ideally, uh, one day a week, trying to do like a 20 to 24 hour fast where you're extending that fast a little bit, trying to really allow your body to dive into autophagy where you're breaking down old damaged cellular debris, um, old damaged mitochondria that are not working well, that, that have um, rusted themselves out. And then you're taking the raw materials and turning them into new healthy mitochondria. That's so important. So getting good foods, polyphenol rich, uh, getting enough protein, again, 30, 30 grams should be good. Um, unless you're doing weightlifting, then you might want to go up to 40 or 50 grams per meal. And then getting the healthy fats around 30 grams, again, of fat per meal is usually good. You want to get it from grass-fed butter, avocados, avocado oil, uh, extra virgin olive oil. I recommend two tablespoons a day, at least two to three tablespoons of extra virgin high polyphenol count, uh, olive oil. So good. Um, getting your grass fed meats, your coconut oil is great. Coconut milk. So you're getting that apple cider vinegar using that as well. Really, really good. It's a, a postbiotic, the acetic acid in there supports the gut microbiome helps heal leaky gut. Um, and leaky gut, your gut is actually a main reservoir for, SARS-CoV-2, right? Or whatever uh, virus you're dealing with. So if you're dealing with a long haulers post-viral syndrome, you got to get that gut working well. So things that are postbiotics or probiotics, fermented vegetables, apple cider vinegar, um, bone broth, these can all be super helpful for getting the gut uh, immunity, the gut, the gut mucosa and the, and the uh, microbiome back in balance. So you have that good interface, you know, and, and you're able to that good immune interface there with the gut and you're able to regulate any sort of reservoirs of viral activity or, or pathogenic bacteria and, and uh, parasites and stuff like that. Also a lot of herbs like basil, oregano, thyme, rosemary, sage, all really, really good for regulating the gut microbiome, supporting the gut mucosa and enhancing your gut-based immune response. Now, sleep is super critical. So you want to have your room cool, keep your room as dark as possible, you know, overhead fan on, use a sleep mask, keep your room as dark as possible, but also put a sleep mask over your eyes. You will sleep better and deeper when you do that. Don't drink caffeine within eight hours of sleeping. Don't eat within three hours of sleeping. So you want to get your, you want to finish up your dinner, let's say by seven o'clock at the latest, 
Okay. And get in bed by 10, especially if you're dealing with long haulers syndrome, some sort of post viral. I mean, as a preventative approach, that's great. But when you're dealing with a post viral type condition, you really should be sleeping like nine hours, at least nine hours, right? Probably about nine hours overnight. So 10 PM to 7 AM would be a great cycle. Okay. You might even need 10. You might need to sleep till let's say 8 AM or go to bed at nine. Every hour of sleep you get before midnight is equivalent to three hours of the regenerative capacity of sleeping after midnight. So really trying to get good sleep before midnight is going to help you a lot when it comes to your healing response. Try to get good sun exposure during the day. So get out and get some sun. The sun, the biophotons will help to activate the mitochondria. So they'll tell the, tell the mitochondria, okay, we're in a safer environment. This is healthy. Set helps set your circadian rhythm so you can sleep more effectively Obviously, it helps produce vitamin D. So getting sun on your skin, not just on clothes that you're wearing, but on as much of your skin as you can. Okay, so that's super important. Exercise regularly. So even if you're dealing with long haulers and you have a lot of fatigue, just even going out and taking a walk, right? Getting out in the sun, taking a little walk, that will help, right? So that's going to help your body when it comes to regulating your circadian rhythm. And movement is just so uh, powerful for the body, helps to oxygenate your system, helps to boost certain neurotransmitters that support your body. So definitely want to do that. Avoid bright light after sunset. So have dim all your lights. You can also replace blue lights with orange lights, which are more like mimicking candlelight. And that's going to have less of a melatonin suppressing effect. And melatonin, which is your sleep hormone, is one of the most powerful natural anti-inflammatories, antimicrobials. So you really want to maximize melatonin production. That's why this whole process is super important. So turning off your lights, dimming your lights, putting on more like candlelight or like orange bulbs. Uh, you can also wear blue light blocking glasses, which kind of shade everything blue or shade everything orange. Um, so it looks like candlelight that's going to have less of a melatonin suppressing effect. And then wind down after 9 PM. Don't, you don't want to have any goals after 9 PM winding down at that point will help you sleep more effectively and sleep better. So again, sunlight in through your eyes throughout the day activates your hypothalamus, regulates your circadian rhythm through complex pathways that include melatonin, serotonin, and body temperature. So getting Daytime sun is going to really help you with your energy, your mood, and it's going to help support your sleep at night. We talked about the intermittent fasting, so critical. So I'm a huge advocate of 16 to 18 hours daily, and then one day a week, trying to do like a full 24 hour or at least 20 hours one day a week. That can be really, really helpful here for the recovery process. Um, movement, again, getting out and taking walks, getting your body moving. So that's going to improve your circulation. It's going to stimulate lymphatic drainage. It's going to enhance tissue oxygenation, balance your key neuro, your, 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 your neurotransmitters in your brain, your dopamine, serotonin, um, which is going to help you feel good, right? It's going to help boost endorphins, which will reduce pain in your body, reduce inflammation in your body, and just support a healthier, happier person. Um, it helps reduce stress and tension, improves your mood, your happiness, enhances mental clarity and memory. So getting out and moving is so important. Even if you feel you just don't feel good, just get out and do some movement, right? Low intensity, light movement. That's going to really help. I'm a huge advocate of sauna therapy. If you're able to get into a sauna, sauna will activate heat shock proteins, which will break down damaged proteins and stimulate regrowth or autophagy where your body makes stronger, healthier, more stress resilient cells. 
So I love sauna therapy. If you're able to do this, it's going to bring down inflammation. It's going to really support you um, and support your healing process. And you might have to start slow. You might have to start with, you know, five minutes at let's say 120 degrees and then kind of gradually move up as your body's able to tolerate more. Okay. So, um, but get started, you know, get, you know, I've done other videos. I've got articles on sauna therapy and how to use it properly, but, uh, you, you know, you definitely want to get started with sauna therapy if at all possible, right. And you can get home portable sauna units. Just go to drjockers.com, uh, type in infrared sauna. And I have an article where I also discuss a, uh, a sauna that's portable that, can easily, you can easily get in your house and it's less than a thousand dollars, right? So, I mean, you don't have to spend $5,000 to get a deluxe sauna to have in your house. And you don't have to have a lot of room in your home because this, you can, you know, deflate this and store it away. So, but sauna is just one of the most powerful healing uh, modalities that you can, you can practice. So I'd really recommend that, especially if you're dealing with post-viral syndrome, you want to optimize your vitamin D, right? Get it up ideally, you know, up over 50 for sure. And you might want to get it between 70 and 100, right, for the best benefits. So somewhere in that range. Usually it's about 1,000 international units per 25 pounds of body weight uh, of vitamin D to kind of get your levels optimized. However, for some individuals, they have vitamin D resistance. They have VDR receptor gene mutations. They need more vitamin D. So getting out in the sun and then also taking a thousand international units per 25 pounds of body weight. It's a great approach, but you should also get tested. You may need to take 2000 I use per 25 pounds of body weight. And you should always take it ideally with vitamin K2 because they work together for calcium metabolism. They synergize for calcium metabolism, but D3 is immune modulatory. So balances out immune response, helps support a healthy inflammatory response. Um, we know that we talked about it, brain health, cognition, blood sugar, so critical. And then taking it also with K2, usually a good ratio is like 5,000 IUs of vitamin D3 with 90 micrograms of vitamin K2. K2 is super important for cardiovascular health, bone health, immune function, keeping inflammation under control. I also like taking zinc. So these are the supplements that I recommend as you're coming out of, uh, you know, long haulers or post-viral syndrome as you want to heal you want to optimize D, you want to take vitamin K2, you want to take zinc and get your zinc levels optimal. Um, that will reduce viral replication. Again, you know, if you've been dealing with, if you had a virus, it depleted your zinc. Any, anytime I've tested somebody that has had a recent viral infection, their zinc is just completely shot. And oftentimes, even if they were supporting their zinc levels, even if they were supplementing with it. So you're going to need to raise up your zinc coming out of this. So supplementing with that, super important. Quercetin actually works with zinc. Quercetin is what we call a zinc ionophore. So it helps get zinc into the cells, right? So it helps shuttle it into the cells more effectively. Quercetin is also really good for keeping inflammation under control, um, keeping histamine under control, great as a, a you know histamine support. Um, also antioxidant, so it helps buffer the oxidative stress, great for circulatory health and heart health. Love that one. N-acetylcysteine. N-acetylcysteine is for a number of reasons. N-acetylcysteine is an anti-mucolytic, meaning that it's going to reduce um, thick coagulated mucus, right? So that kind of thickened mucus that a lot of people deal with when they're sick. And a lot of people will deal with this with long, 
long haulers where it's like, they just have this persistent cough and this persistent um, thick mucus in their throat. So NAC is really good for that. It improves glutathione levels, which is your body's master antioxidant to help tame your immune system. Again, this is a, a key component of balancing out an immune response. So you're not over-responding or under-responding. So NAC plays a really important role there. Um, selenium as well. Selenium is important for glutathione production, very important for thyroid health, for keeping inflammation under control. Um, the selenoproteins, you know, are used in the, you know, production and utilization of glutathione helps keep autoimmunity to your thyroid down. We talked about that with, um, with Hashimoto's and Epstein-Barr, for example. So a lot of times viruses will drive more autoimmunity, okay, through molecular mimicry and through immune dysregulation. And selenium has been shown to bring down thyroid antibodies, right? So selenium is really powerful for that. Resveratrol. Resveratrol is an amazing polyphenol antioxidant, great for circulation, cardiovascular health. You know, one of the long haulers, issues people deal with oftentimes is blood clotting, right? And poor perfusion out into their hands. So they have cold hands and feet because they have really poor perfusion into their capillaries. They have a lot of inflammation. Inflammation's driven up and uh, they've got a lot of inflammation in the endothelial linings of their blood vessels and they have poor blood vessel dynamics. And so resveratrol is great for that, for helping improve deep tissue oxygenation, getting the, the oxygenation deep into the, into the system. Quercetin also helps with that. And quercetin and resveratrol really go synergize and work well together. So I love that, the combination of resveratrol, quercetin, and zinc, because again, quercetin helps drive the zinc into the cells to stop viral replication. Resveratrol is also great for turning on the mitochondria, right? So we talked about the mitochondria being in defense mode. We get enough resveratrol coming into the system that really helps the mitochondria to regenerate, to heal, and to produce cellular energy. Also great for skin health as well, right? So you get a lot of anti-aging beauty characteristics from taking resveratrol on a regular basis as well. So it's just a nice added bonus here. Magnesium, we already talked about the importance of magnesium and how we deplete magnesium levels um, when we're dealing with a virus or really any sort of major stress and my, and magnesium is super critical for mitochondrial health, for relaxation, sleep quality. You know, we saw one of the main symptoms people were dealing with poor concentration, trouble sleeping, dizziness, headaches. You know, a lot of times when people are magnesium deficient, they deal with all of those. And so oftentimes just taking some magnesium can really, really help with a lot of those types of symptoms. Vitamin C, obviously amazing antioxidant support, also works well with quercetin for downregulating histamine issues, supports adrenal health, right? To produce adrenal hormones, you need vitamin C. Um, collagen production, you need vitamin C, so for good skin, has natural antiviral activity. All our immune cells really need that vitamin C, so uh, super important there. Vitamin A, vitamin A helps activate vitamin D, right? And so when we look at foods that are high in vitamin D, like uh, for example, grass-fed butter or pasture-raised egg yolk, they also have vitamin A, preformed vitamin A, retinol, right? And so we wanna make sure we're getting enough of that. Now for eating the diet I talked about, getting grass-fed butter, eating um, pasture-raised egg yolk, if we're doing that, we should, and, and, and organ meats, like, you know, if we if we do some liver, grass-fed beef liver, things like that, we should be getting plenty of vitamin A. So you don't need a lot of supplementation with that, but some can be really helpful. So cod liver oil has vitamin A. And again, eating those types of foods 
green leafy vegetables, carrots, things like that. Although carrots don't have retinol. They don't have the, they have beta carotene. They don't have the preformed uh, retinol. So pasture-raised egg yolks. I like to cook my eggs sunny side up. So I keep the yolk kind of runny and that's where you're going to get optimal vitamin A absorption there. Grass-fed butter also can be a good source as well. So really helps with anti-inflammatory gene expression, uh, supports the gut. Uh, so it supports the barrier in the gut, digestive health, skin and eye health. Obviously we think about the eyes with ret our retina and the retinol, which is the preformed uh, vitamin A has a connection there for good eye health. So all that's super important. And then probably the best thing for supporting the mitochondria and telling the mitochondria, okay, things are okay. Outside of all the lifestyle stuff we talked about is coenzyme Q10. So getting a good enough dose of highly absorbable CoQ10. I like ubiquinol as the most absorbable form. And, um, and then also some bioactive carbons, right? Which are fulvic and humic acids, which come from the soil. And they play a really critical role in how the soil or how plants drive nutrients from the soil up into you know, their plant structures. And so they are signaling compounds and they also help pull toxins out of the system and they help drive minerals and other antioxidants and nutrients into the cells. So I really like also adding in some bioactive carbons. And so that's why I created the cellular energy support pack, which is really four supplements. We have one called Immunocharge, which has all your immune support supplements, the resveratrol, the quercetin, zinc, vitamin D, vitamin C, N-acetylcysteine, vitamin A, vitamin K2, magnesium, all in one, right? So the Immunocharge is all your immune support uh, compounds that I talked about. And the super CoQ10 has high dose, very absorbable ubiquinol CoQ10 uh, to, to turn on the mitochondria, turn on the energy production. The bioactive carbon minerals are the bioactive carbons, right? To help drive nutrients deep into the cells and uh, also pull out toxins, pull out, you know, different, different chemicals, things like that, that may be thwarting the mitochondria's ability to turn on. And then the high energy support is a multivitamin to round out everything else, other trace minerals, B vitamins, um, methylated, methylated B vitamins, uh, pre-activated forms. So that way you get, you know, really what you need, right. In order to thrive. And so the amino charge, again, all your immune support. Um, so all your immune support compounds in there, bioactive carbons, you know, again, they're helping regulate cellular energy production. So your ATP, they promote optimal utilization of enzymes. They support detoxification pathways and they promote molecular synthesis in the body. The high energy support is, is designed to get you all the key nutrients in an absorbable form. Um, also balances blood sugar, detoxification. So a lot of compounds in there like chromium, vanadium to help support good blood sugar regulation and insulin sensitivity. So that really helps balance that out. And then the super CoQ10 is the most absorbable form um, of CoQ10, really supports your body's natural production. And so when we're flooding the system with the CoQ10, it turns on the, those mitochondria. So now they can, they say, okay, we're in a healthier environment. We can now start producing energy the way that we should. So again, cellular energy support back guys, amazing stuff. Check this out. Hopefully you guys got a lot out of this training. Um, check out the show notes, check out the links we've put together this package with a special savings. So you can get the immunocharge, the high energy support, 
the super CoQ10 and the bioactive carbon minerals all together at a discount. So that way you can, you've got what you need uh, to fuel yourself and check out the show notes. That's where we have kind of a protocol for how to, how to support yourself with these nutrients. So hopefully you guys got a lot out of this and we will see you guys on a future online training. Well, that's all for this show. And I want to thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. And if there was something you heard in this interview that you have questions on or you want to dive into deeper, then drjockers.com is the best place to go. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider taking just a quick moment and giving us a great review. Your reviews help us influence more people and transform more lives. And if you took something valuable away from this episode, then please share it with someone in your life you know it can help. We'll see you soon on a future podcast. Be blessed, everybody.